Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Before we get started with our ramblings today, we want to discuss the upcoming fundraiser for the Nichols Center. We have an event coming up at the Nichols Center. It's Saturday, February 25th, and it's going to be held at the Douglasville Conference Center. It's a yearly gala that um, the Nichols Center puts on. It's one of their main fundraisers. And if you go to the link, there's a link at nickelcenter.org, and then you just click on events. You can get to the page for the gala. This one's called the Paradise Gala, Living in Wellness and Recovery. And it's uh, mainly a fundraiser, but they'll have food. It's $115 a plate for um, for entry, and it's formal. Uh, I usually just wear a suit and tie, though. It's not like black tie, tuxedo formal, but suits and dresses for the ladies, but, um, or anything formal for the ladies, whatever they want to wear. And, uh, they have a, a silent auction. It's going to be food. People are going to be talking, uh, different, uh, community leaders will be talking and different, uh, organizations or different, uh, groups inside the organization inside the nickel center will be speaking at the event, um, and talking about their, either their personal stories, how they got connected with the Nickel Center or what the Nickel Center did for them. And they'll also have uh, items for donation. They'll do a silent auction, stuff like that with different items, gift cards, gift baskets, uh, experiences like trips and stuff like that you can bid on. But all the proceeds go to help support the Nickel Center. And uh, they also have different packages. Uh, they have different sponsorship levels that you can see when you go to the... Uh, if you can't attend or, and you just want to be a sponsor and help, they'll, uh, they'll help advertise your business or whatever you got going on. And, uh, it just all goes towards the nickel center to help them and their, uh, their mission for helping people with wellness and recovery. What time? It's going to be February 25th. I think it's going from like five to 10 PM, okay. 5 PM to 10 or 6 PM to 10 PM. It's six to and, 10. Yeah. Tickets uh, for the gala, though, if you're buying a plate, uh, those stop going on sale February 20th at 5 p.m. So you got to get tickets before the 20th. But I'm trying to change uh, here pretty soon. We're going to I'm still working with the veterans and first responders group. I'm trying to get a location. I'm looking at going to the um, American Legion here in Douglasville to try and see if I can entice more people to come out if it's like a more of a neutral site it's because there is kind of a people don't like to come to the center for things like that when they i don't know there's kind of a stigma involved you know what i mean with, with veterans and first responders are like you know basically when they're first getting into wanting to talk to people about things there's kind of a stigma there and it seems like they just don't want to be like oh i need to go to a center and you know so we figure i'm going to try and do uh the american legion where there's food and drinks and uh, like I talked to Tara about it. I'm like, look, veterans and first responders, we meet at the bar. That's typically how that works. <laughs> There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I mean, that's how, that's how we all communicated when we were in, we met at the bar. So I'm going to try and get the, uh, American Legion on board and see if we can meet one night a month at the American Legion when they're open and yeah. just get a section in the back where we could like you know, if people want to drink, there's an open bar or not an open bar, but there's a bar. They can get drinks if they want to get a drink. They can, we'll have food and you order food and just kind of hang out. And we can all what talk night and try is and poker get night? loose. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still working on it. Still trying to figure out how to do this. 
Find out when poker night is. <laughs> yeah, poker night wouldn't be a bad idea, but like I said, it's kind of hard with working with the Nickel Center. I mean, not hard, but it's you're walking a fine line there. They're mission is recovery and wellness and getting people off of drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. And then you got groups like ours that are like, well, we want to go have a beer. We want to go have a beer and gamble. How's that work out? <laughs> it doesn't work out too well when people are trying to get yeah. off that stuff. So we're kind of walking a fine line there trying to figure out how we can position this to where it's not detrimental and it's not promoting anything horrible. We're just trying to get people to loosen up and, get comfortable with talking about any issues they got that are bugging them. You know what I mean? Sometimes that, sometimes that involves a can of beer, maybe some nachos, shrimp cocktail, not peel and eat. Eat them damn peel and eat shrimp. It's too much light work. She getting a pound on a, in a bucket. Especially if you don't know they're peel and eat and you just start eating them. Been there. (laughs) How many beers did you you have? Are your shrimp, shrimp crunchy? Mine are crunchy. You know what I do miss? You, you say that the uh, before the casinos changed to what they are now, and the buffet was pretty much free if you yeah. stayed there, or you, you know, they had a flat fee. And you come in and you they still get, do that in Tunica. I haven't been to Tunica, but prior to COVID, the last time I went, it was it wasn't the same because we would go down to uh, Biloxi. There was a sweet spot down there. We'd get stone crab claws. Mm-hmm. And they had a notch pre-cut in them. You would hurt yourself. And that, that's it, where you made your money back, baby. Wow, <laughs> you talking about if you never had stone crab claws dipped in butter, you, you you're you're missing out. If you like lobster and you know crab claws and stuff like that, stone crab claws are really good if they're cooked properly. Me, Dad, Mister Bill, and uh, Granddad would be all there, and, and it would be. We'd have a table to ourselves, and we'd mound that shit up, and they would just be Jesus pushing Christ. it into a trash can, and, and it was just, oh, my God. And the last time I was down there, and it was like that, is when uh, Biloxi got snowed out. It was the first time in probably a century. Because <laughs> since I was the, the youth at the time. Biloxi's known for being hot as shit. <laughs> I had to get up on the motor coaches with, with warm water because the awnings got stuck out from the ice. Because the ice came early before the snow, and we had to retreat to uh, Ocala, Florida to get away from the blizzard that pushed into Alexi. It was uh, quite an interesting trip. Fun fact, Ocala, horse capital of the world. I I don't think I've ever called in late for work (laughs) the (laughs) day before for snow in a different state. He told him, well, Oops. we got away from the snow. He goes, well, when can you get here? I think the, the champion was the supervisor at that time. I said, we ha- we're we in Florida now. The storms was then at that point moving into Georgia. So I was still 300 miles away. It was Damn. funny. Oh, Lyle. Mm-hmm. What in the hell was your wife doing in the kitchen oh, the other man. day that made you post, my wife is doing white woman things in the kitchen? And Do you then know what, when somebody I say, was shaking a hot dog. <laughs> when I say white woman things, like what comes to mind? Like just not you know, a broom. Nothing, nothing comes to mind. <laughs> I don't, I'm just I don't saying, know. like cooking, cooking wise, like when you think white woman cooking, and I'm not talking Southern <laughs> Baptist, spaghetti either. and hot dogs. <laughs> this this is latter millennial generation. White woman things cooking with the, no seasoning. Is that what she's doing? You burn yeah, water in a pot. We're known for. 
<laughs> no, she was frying up some hot dogs. She fried a hot dog. Yeah, like a Nathan's? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I, I fry, we called them rippers. Yeah, yeah especially the like, day that damn Nathan's hot dog whooped my ass all the way home. And I, I kind of, you know, I, I gave her a hard time. I felt bad about posting that after. Uh, so so she's probably going to kill I, me when she listens to this. Yeah, probably. <laughs> when we were, uh, when I was working the concession stand, I bought the, I bought hot dogs at Sam's Club, like big old boxes of hot dogs. And uh, before I would cook fries in a deep fryer, I'd probably do 50 to 60 hot dogs in the deep fryer. I put them in there and you just cook them until they start floating. They'd rip. You start when you, once you see them rip, yank them out of the oil, yeah. let them dry for a minute. And then some bitches were delicious. <laughs> yeah, and it was I'm, weird. They weren't even greasy. Yeah. I was just, I was just giving her a hard time. I, I have made it my mission though, to put a stop to the TikTok white women who oh lord are, like this lady the other day made like lasagna out of mcdonald's food items no no like, no no it, it was horrible i was like what the fuck is this she had a layer of big macs then a layer that of fries tomato Jesus. sauce i mean it was awful tomato so- what the Jesus. she had some syrup on there too no don't high. tell me it ain't so yeah and mcchickens on top i mean it was horrible oh that sounds as bad horrible. as that woman that came out of Walmart, got to the car and picked a bottle of uh, syrup out of the buggy and was doing shots with it in the parking lot. Oh, that, that, I, can, that I can get that 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 I can get behind. I mean. Oh, if you saw her, you wouldn't get behind it. <laughs> no, no. No, 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 I'm just saying the drinking of the syrup. It was a drive to get around the backside of it. <laughs> she, she had a sign in there that said "Next tooth one mile." Yeah, I bet. Was an Alabama woman? Okay. Oh no, she was straight out of Cartersville. <laughs> Cartersville. <laughs> oh yeah. So she was doing that, and you got these. It was really referencing the the idiots on TikTok, and what it is is these women are taking their non culinary asses and yeah. just trying to like be the next cool thing, like the next cool one pot dish or. Let's fucking cook everything together. I saw somebody cooking fucking whole eggs and 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 uh, they had the shell and all. Yeah, this lady put a whole egg in the middle of a pan and then threw some Werther's caramels in there. I forget what she ended up making with it, but it was fucking disgusting looking. I was just like, what the hell? Another lady put uh like uh ramen. It was it was four eggs not scrambled up or anything just like whole eggs dropped in there uh, and uh just crack them and drop them yeah just crack them and drop them like and then ramen noodles some cheese on the bottom of the pan and they dump fucking water in there i was like it was almost looking good for a second <laughs> then they was ruined gonna whip me up some some frying pan hibachi or something like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've seen some horrible creations I'm like, that's just a fucking hard. You wonder why people are fat as hell. Yeah. There's this guy who does chef reactions on there, and he is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, Heather watches those guys. There's one guy she watches all the time, and he's like, okay, let's see what they got. Going. Oh, my God. What are you doing? Yeah. Is that the guy who rates <laughs> it like one to 10? Yeah. Uh, and he tried. Yeah. Same guy. Yeah. 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 He's he like did. on board for a minute, and then he's like, oh, shit. What did she just do? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, okay, all right. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Oh, no, honey, no. Yes, you were on the right track. <laughs> you were almost there. You put the salt and pepper on it. <laughs> yeah. It was close to healthy. It's funny you say that because it's so true because they call it the, the sad diet, standard American diet, and it's just garbage for the average person these days. But, well, and yeah. I tell you what, the prices of everything don't help. We've talked Tell about that a hundred times. When a cheeseburger is ninety nine cents and a salad seven bucks, there's a fucking problem. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, what are you gonna do? And a hot dog's nine dollars. Shit, even when I went, so I made uh, pasta fazool soup for dinner tonight. It was my mom's recipe, pasta fazool. I went and got all the ingredients to make one crock pot of pasta fazool, and it was twenty seven dollars. And it was mainly just cans of stuff: tomato sauce. Uh, Stewed tomatoes, diced tomatoes, and like three cans of beans and chicken broth. And sounds about right. I think and a pound had, of ground uh, beef. I probably got had thirty dollars, thirty five dollars in that chicken that chili recipe yesterday. Because that pork yeah. loin was like twelve bucks by itself, which is cheap. A pound of ground beef was eight bucks. A pound of ground beef, if you got like ninety percent lean, is eight bucks. So Tater, we did the. Is that? Hold it closer. Chili cook-off. Oh, okay, okay. New recipe. Let me throw this one in your earlobes. Where'd y'all do this? At work? At her work. We cooked it last night and she uh, popped it in there. Here, just for a while. Oh, very good. Nice balls. Yeah. He says <laughs> nice balls. Oh, shit. We got a... Uh, your wife ain't nearby, is she? Uh, no. No, 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 no. Who's? Which one? There's two of us. The millennial. Yeah. Oh, no, she's not around. Oh, very good. Oh, she's not allowed to see the gator? You never know. She's supportive. Oh, well, this one that. might be a more appropriate color. <laughs> that orange or brown? Is it? <laughs> you Sorry. looking at your underwear? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm potty trained. What is this? <laughs> what the f- <laughs> I don't know why she's doing with Alabama. You got a Braves one in there somewhere? Uh-oh, you got a Bra- that one... You, you can take that one, one and chuck it out the fucking window. It was Michael Harris Day in Henry County. Did you see that? No. Who's that? He, he went. Michael Harris. You don't know who Michael Harris is? Like fielder for the Braves. Like, yeah. Come on, dog. I don't. <laughs> All right, man. Look, if you're going to stay on this podcast, you have to step your Braves game up. What do you think about okay. uh, Vaughn yep. Grissom? <laughs> what do you think about Vaughn Grissom picking up shortstop? I think he's going to do good. Yeah, I think he'll be a. Uh, Real good over there. Yeah. yeah, Michael Harris, the second he went to uh, Stockbridge High School. Right. Yeah, I remember that he was a local boy when they got him. A lot of these kids are local, actually. That's what Which they is are. good. They're kids are all like. They are. They're getting so much younger. See, you're starting to see it now. because yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, You're like, yeah. God damn, I used to be able to play that. Now I'm watching these kids. <laughs> it's yeah. funny because I'm sitting out there like the last couple of days. We went and bought all Memphis's baseball stuff, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do something for you that my parents probably wish they would have could have done for me. And so I bought a net and you know a tee and mm-hmm. got him a halfway decent bat. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, it pretty much everything he needed so the week of practice at home, like hit the ball and stuff. And so we did Half. that, but he's he's picking it up really quick, uh, which is good. Like, he went from not being able to catch shit the first day to pretty much catching everything the second day. Yeah, you get hit a couple times. I, fuck, you yeah. learn how to catch real yeah. quick. 
I just don't have the heart, man. I don't have the heart to throw the ball at his head. He did get popped in the mouth, though, because he had his... He Little man. Caught the ball like this, yeah. Uh-oh, he was glove up. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. So you're teaching Ball little man head. your job? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. He's got a good teacher. He will not catch. Oh, you're not going to let him? You're just going to no, teach well, him? Well, I mean, yeah, early years, maybe, but he's. I'm not going to let him destroy his knees the way I did. It's rough. Catching's rough. And they don't use knee savers anymore. I think they found out that that really was actually making it worse. Separating. Really? Well, I can, I can understand that because you think about it. If you get lazy on a knee saver, you're separating the knee in the front and the only thing to protect it is the pad and the that piece of plastic off on the shin pad you know, you know what i'm talking about well you're basically you know sitting what I'm saying? on your ass well you, I don't know you're if, you, if you think about you it you're pulling your like knee apart lever trying to pull your like, knee apart yeah so you're exposing more of the uh, meniscus in that process just my thought you see there captain meniscus what the hell well you get uh, one replaced a few times <laughs> you remember terms <laughs> A lot of them are, are teaching it very different these days. You're either in, in a in a sitting up stance and you're gonna have ridiculous quads or like a damn skier. Yeah. Or you Ooh. got you're you're planting one knee or the other kind of in like a kneeling position. Really? Yeah. yeah. One knee up, one down. Yeah. Yeah. That, that seems like that it would make time. it harder to jump. Yeah. If you do that, depending on how, how you're positioned you're gonna like if someone steals second, you're throwing from your knees. Well, which is gonna be rougher on your arm. Yeah. We well. Well, I'm thinking just popping up. We would. I pick, mean, if you're in that position and the guy hits the ball and it's your ball, popping well, up would be harder. Well, you gotta think of it like a step up, but you got one knee up, yeah. one down. But That's you, what I'm saying. You're you using one right quad instead of two. For me, it would be right knee up where you drive with because I'm right-handed, right dominant anyway. You drive, and then you're going towards a left-handed batter to throw to second. You know, you follow what I'm saying? So you, there's some interference there. I would feel like I'd, I'd be left knee up being right-handed. It just kind of depends. And it yeah. Might be, it, it's awkward, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're, yeah, if you're right-handed, you're not going to have your right knee down because then you're catching across your body and you're, mm-hmm. you're closed up. You can't turn and throw. You got to drive off that the foot. Whole thing's weird. I don't know if they could, <laughs> that's why they do it the way they do it. You know what I mean? That's why they've done it like that for a hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's just give them a stool. Yeah. I was about to say, let's just <laughs> bring a wooden stool into the game. Well, and then the other part about catching is you got some big gorilla breathing over your fucking neck the whole time. Yeah. To make, you know, and, and then if you don't do a good job protecting them, umps take that shit personally. Yeah, well, well, a lot of them get hit on purpose should, these days. No. I mean, to be fair, I mean, you shouldn't. I mean, these younger kids, you can't hold out on them. They're trying to learn the damn game. I mean, if you're in college or fucking pro player and you're being a jackass, that's a different story. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know well, in, in, in Lyle's defense, no, I've seen little league coaches tell them to throw at the ump. Yeah, we've yeah. Oh, I mean, I've been told the I've been told you know I've been given the duck signal. So yep, let it go, let it go. <laughs> you look over to get that sign, and he brushes it, and then you're like, oh, looks the like I'm getting it. I'm <laughs> taking one to the chin, baby. <laughs> Especially when I was playing travel ball. God, dog, man, don't let you get a bad up. <laughs> He's gonna have a rough day. Yeah, <laughs> you got that right. Because not only, I mean, I saw the other side of that too, but not only is it like 
hyper competitive travel ball. You, the parents, baseball parents, are, bro, they're different, and they will let you have it. And parents softball are parents the worst. too. Yeah, parents are terrible. Parents are the worst. Horrible people. I don't know why they allow parents at, at these sporting and, events, especially at these younger <laughs> ages. And, and you're absolutely right because it, they're, they're setting a poor example for children. Did you see the? Um, here's a perfect example of exactly what we're talking about. It was a female basketball game. Did you see that one? No. So it was this big girl and a smaller girl. The smaller girl came over to guard the bigger girl. And I don't remember what happened, but the one girl turned a shot or whatever. And the little girl turned and was coming back to defend or whatever on the basketball court. And this bigger girl, you hear somebody holler, you want to let her get away with that? Punch her. You need to punch her in the face. And that girl went over and punched that little girl in the face. Just creamed her, knocked her to the freaking court. Uh, I think court. I did see that. I think I did. And it was her mother that told her to do it. Obviously, she's going to listen to her mother. She's going to, you going to let her get away with that? You better do something. I can't remember exactly what she said, but I'm like, and they ended up stopping the game and the whole nine yards and just stopped. And they, everybody went home because it was that ridiculous. And they should have forfeited that game. I don't, obviously I don't know the end end result there, but in the parents should have been ejected. You can't come to no more games. Oh, it was hugely televised. Could have snuffed this bullshit. I I remember a couple of times. I remember a football game, a little pop Warner football game, uh, one of the hell, I think I stopped over. one of your games by accident. The carburetor flooded on my Harley. No, it's <laughs> possible. <laughs> uh, I had to clear it out, and then it finally fired off. And he's like, Oh, yeah, I was rolling off. Yeah, one of the it was, it was a football game. One of the kids got hurt, referee was being a dick. Like, one the kid's dad was one of the coaches, and he was just trying to, you know, he's trying to go on the field and check on his kid and fucking ref was being a dick about it. Like not letting him go check on his kid. And they about that didn't end well. I'm sure. Yeah. It's about as close to a uh, fisticuffs there as I've, I've, I've ever seen. And then there was a baseball game one time, a couple baseball games where uh, coaches got into it with the umpire. Oh, we had a, so the umpire was getting pissed because there was a, a parent, hollering shit and basically telling the up what a piece of shit he was this that and the other come to find out the guy i'm coaching with that i was coaching with was uh barnhill he's like he's like you hear that shit and i'm like yeah he's like that son of a bitch that's hollering at the ump is an ump he was an umpire and he ended up coming out on the field raising hell and then some of the other parents started coming back at him and it was almost a fight on a little league baseball field between an umpire who wasn't umping that game and parents because he wouldn't shut up. He's bitching about the guy not calling strikes, not calling him right, this, that, and the other. You know you're wrong, blah, blah, blah. Dude, calm down. It's a Little League baseball game. This is not the World Series. It's a bullshit. These kids are supposed to be having fun. You know what I mean? I don't think parents get lost in that sometimes, I think. Because we've always told our parents, you know, just let these kids play ball. It's all just let us coach. You can't coach from the bleachers. Please don't even try because if you say anything, they're going to listen to you. You're their parent. They're not going to listen to us. Yeah. They're going to listen to you. But anyway. Yeah. I felt, you know, I kind of felt bad when we went to the little league world series, there were some teams from, you know, the first couple rounds we run ruled through like the pool play. I think (laughs) that's always run ruled everybody. And I kind of, you know, 
like thinking back on it at the time I didn't, you know, I wasn't thinking about that at the time. We were like, no, you just wanted yeah, to win. Yeah. We're winning. Yeah. Um, but thinking back on it, I kind of felt bad for those teams. You know, they, you know, you get to go to the little league world series, you know, you're probably from some obscure place where you can't play baseball year round. Like we do in the Southeast. Right. You know, and you know, you, probably just happy to be there i don't know but you know you get crushed like that it's like man it's demeaning it's just yeah. like god damn i thought we were good and then but i felt like our team was these like we went undefeated jack's team we went undefeated i think two years in a row and won everything but we just these kids that we had were together for years you know jack's team just like you're probably your travel ball team you guys have played together for five six years yeah. You knew each other, you knew how to play and I mean what? Yeah, actually on this team this was this was the 10-year-old team. So I got yeah. picked up at the beginning of the season. Now those kids, everybody that was on that team, a lot of those guys, I mean lifelong friends right. that I made that year, but uh a lot of those guys, yeah, they had played together for 3 or 4 years. Yeah. Which it makes a difference. It makes a big difference. Is it? Yeah. The same year you played with Hayward? Yeah. Yeah, we picked Hayward up for the World Series. And it makes Why, a big difference, that kind of stuff. Like there's kids, I felt bad in rec ball when we would destroy people because a lot of these teams, they just had no idea. They, so, you know, they got a bunch of new kids and. This is like, what was this? This was 98. I think it was 99, 98 or 99. Anyways. Um, but we are the reason why. I mean, we started this crap back then. They do not let travel ball teams play in rec leagues anymore. They're not supposed to, no. Yeah, they're not supposed to. But they do. Because we, it was, it was, that year there was three travel ball teams. Two of them had a, like, combined team outside of that league. And, and then it was us. And every other team, I mean, it, 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 back then that park was really big. And um, there was a lot of kids in the area, a lot of teams. So it was a good league, but I, you know, you felt bad for the other team. They didn't have a shot. They didn't have a chance in hell. I mean, you had three teams with all the best players in the county on those teams. Yeah, I think we saw it the worst. We would come up against travel ball teams in the fall because mm -hmm. they weren't traveling. They were, you know, they did most of their travel ball playing in the spring, and fall yeah. was just like practice for them. The kids that weren't playing football. We're still on a travel ball team. So they put a team together and they would just keep it going through the fall. And then fall is usually more instructional. So you got like the worst kids out during fall. And then they come yeah. up against a travel ball team and just get fucking destroyed. I mean, you come up against a 10 year old who's got a two foot curveball. You're like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Never seen a curveball day in your life. Yeah. And these kids are for they're diving for their lives because they think they're about to get beaned, and the ump's like strike, and they're like, "What? What the fuck just happened?" Yeah, and then they would run on you, um, like these kids in the fall, like at ten and eleven years old, when you start being allowed to steal. Well, these kids are new to it, but the travel ball teams aren't, and they're they got a kid on second with a fifteen foot lead, uh, and we got a pitcher who doesn't know his ass from a manhole cover looking back and he doesn't know what the fuck to do. And the coach and the coach just, just pitch dude, just pitch. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. You know, we, <laughs> yeah, we like they, they, the coach of this team, he eat, sleeped and sleeped and breathed this crap. Right. So yeah, he had a whole baseball field built in his backyard. Holy shit. 
So we had we already had an advantage because we could practice whenever we wanted, as long as it wasn't raining. Right. Over the other teams who had to you know schedule time at the park and stuff. So yeah, but I mean that was probably those probably the next that from that year to the next four or five years probably the most fun I had playing baseball. Burn. I played fall ball a couple of times, but after you know we would start practicing early February, sometimes January, and then we would play the regular leagues in the spring and then you get into tournaments in the summer. Yeah. And then when July rolled around for me, it was football season. So there was no fall ball. I think I played fall ball once or twice. Yeah. Well, Jack never wanted to do travel ball because it was always in the summer. And I was like, do you want to do travel ball? He's like, sure. Why not? I was like, all right, it starts in uh, pretty much right when you get out of school. And he's like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> I said summer, so, dumbass. It's like, I was like, it goes in the summer. And he was like, so I don't get to go on vacation. We don't do. I was like, no, we'll be playing ball. And he's like, no, I'm good. He's like, let's go to Universal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, and even now, if you don't know somebody, I mean, obviously you still got to be a decent ball player. But it seems like even if you're a great ball player, Nowadays, if your parents don't support support the baseball team, you're not playing. That shit's expensive. Oh yeah, because I know kids. When we were when Jack was playing, and I talked to some of the parents who had older kids than the ones that Jack's age, and uh, I was like, so uh, like we had one friend in particular. It was like, so he's playing high school ball. She goes, no, he didn't make the team. Like, what the frick you mean he didn't make the team? This could kid could stand flat-footed at a 300-foot fence and line drive one. I mean, just throw a ball on a rope to home plate. Flat-footed. He's freaking sick. Sick arm on him. He could throw a mean-ass freaking curveball. He was just, he was a bad, he eat, sleep, breathe baseball, but his parents didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, he wasn't playing. Yeah, I was like, "Damn, you can yeah. get lost in high school sports." Well, too, and you know, with football, you know, you got that's expensive too. Yeah, it's expensive, but like when it comes to like getting scouted and everything like that, you have more opportunity because um, not only you got three or four divisions of football if you count JUCO, and then you have eighty-five JUCO. Mo- yeah, JUCO. Junior college. Oh, sorry. Get with it, man. You have about 85 on on major college football, D1. You have 85 scholarship players, and most of them keep about 40 to 50 walk-ons. So there's opportunity. Baseball, uh, base, teams just aren't that big. With baseball, you get 11 and a half scholarships to man a 30-man roster. I think I think it's 30 or 35. Something 11 like that. and a half. That's it? Where do you get the half? You you just cut cut a fool in half, or <laughs> you give him shoes and pants, and you just gotta get his own jersey? What? Like, hey, we're gonna cover your education, but you gotta cover room and board and everything else. Yeah, it's not bad. But you it's end like up like it, it, recruiting recruiting kids to college baseball is so much harder because because of that, and it's like you're trying to sell them on. I get you like a quarter of a scholarship. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. pay it for a little bit. <laughs> There's just you not know, as much here. money in it. Yeah. And, and a lot of that has to do with, and, you know, we don't really 
you know, whatever anybody's feelings are on it, but women's sports, they took scholarships away from men's sports and gave them to women's, which is, they just had to spread it. They just had to spread all that money thinner. Yeah. And hoard more of it for the, like the big, the major colleges, man, they got, they got the money. Right. Um, Oh, for sure. Well, if you're going to a D one school, plenty of money. Yeah. But no, then you fine. also have to you also have to take into account, and we've had this conversation before too. Uh, college sports is very different, and there's only two sports that actually make money in college, and that's basketball and football. Yeah, yep. the only two that get watched. Yeah, it, so, it's, I mean it's, it's, it's hard. Just, it's hard to find a college baseball game on TV. It is, and that's part of the problem. They don't have the viewership, and so it's getting better. It is getting better, but it's like the women's softball. I mean, they some of them girls are some ballers, and they they have no exposure either. They also get a different viewership, I think. Well, they they probably get get a pretty good dirty old man draw. Yeah, I was going to say the creepers. (laughs) Yeah, but pretty much. I mean, you watch some of those when they do actually get on ESPN and stuff, and they're playing in. the bracket going up into the world series and you're like, damn, they're throwing that damn softball underhand that fast. You're like, that's a, they're close to they're 60 feet or 50 feet, 40 40 feet, 40 40 feet. feet? Yeah. That's impressive. 40 feet. So 70, 70 at 40 feet feels or looks like it's like a little league. It's a little league field. Yeah. And when you go out there and look at it, fence is only 200 feet. Yeah. You see these girls playing and you think it's on a regular and it's not because you go out there and watch them and you're like, that's it. I do think they need to back the, the fences up for the women like 50 feet. I would go to 270. Add straight yeah, away. Depending on the field. Yeah, depending on the field. But yeah. I don't know. But they're, you know, they talk about girls' sport. Like I heard somebody talking about, they were specifically talking about, I think the conversation started with the WNBA, but even the girls college ball and the set, like you said, they're taking scholarships, taking, they're not taking scholarships. They're, they're entitled, they're entitled entitled to to scholarships, but like the WNBA, they wonder why they're not making money in this, that, and the other. And one of the podcasts I was listening to, the guys were talking about it. He's like, look, he's like, you could take a state championship or a state competitive high school boys basketball team, and they would smoke a WNBA team. He's like, hands down, they'd smoke them. But yeah, I saw that. That's the caliber that you're. I mean, it's just there's no comparison there, which is why they don't get the viewership. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's it's kind of it's apples and oranges, man. It's not the same game. Yeah, people just don't understand that. It goes for a lot of things. Yeah, true. Yeah. It- the sad part is you can't even have that conversation without someone being offended. Well, and it's not that I, I get labeled a bigot. Yeah. yeah. And it's not that I don't think they're worthy of anything or you think less of a brand. It's just a different. If you don't sell seats, see it don't best. matter what it is. But you want to watch the best. You don't want to watch. Yeah. Scrubs. But you got to cater. You also have to cater your viewership to the right crowd. You're trying to cater it to people who don't who don't want to watch it. Right, right. Like Bill Burr was talking about. That's women's fault. <laughs> don't women outnumber men? 
Uh, you would think they did. A little bit. It's not. They're supposed to. Dramatic in the states. <laughs> not in China. Yeah. No, definitely not in China. <laughs> yeah. Which is becoming a problem for them now. <laughs> yeah, unfortunate. That's all another conversation as well. But. Thank you for your patronage. Please share the podcast or tell a friend about it. You're listening to the program to help us support first responders and veterans alike. Stop by and check us out on Facebook. For those who would like to donate or subscribe to the program, you can do so at redcircle.com. Prime Cohesion. Thank you.